was the greatest trick the devil ever pulled to convince the world that he didn't exist? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, w- I wouldn't say that, but that's a, a great line. And I'm a big fan of the usual suspects. So. <laughs> Welcome to the Dead Harvey Podcast. This is Brad Paulson. I'm very happy to have with me today uh, two of the leads of Beware the Devil's Wrath. Sean Kerrigan, Terrence Banks, and then also Craig Meinhardt, the director. Uh, Craig, is that how you I pronounce your last name? Yeah, you got it, man. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for being with us, guys. Um, this is cool. Like, the trailer for this movie is great. So you guys had this as um, basically as a progression from short to feature. So tell me about, uh, so I guess, Craig, if you want to uh, start with this, I guess best describe what Beware the Devil's Wrath is about. Sure. So uh, what we did is we so we haven't made a feature yet. What what we're trying to do is is get a feature made. And so what we did is we went out and we shot kind of a middle scene in the script um, that's self-contained. It's got a, a front, middle and an end and stuff like that. But it kind of hints at the bigger story in the script. Um, and then what I had done before that was I had just kind of come up with like a proof of concept trailer to try to convey to, you know, people checking out the website and investors and stuff like that. Hey, this is what we're going after. And then in early December, we went and shot the, uh, the, the, the 10 minute short that we have now. And then the trailer that's up now um, is for that short. And then what we're doing is we're trying to use that to kind of springboard into getting the feature going. Okay, awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, well, cool. It's good to get the word out about this. And uh, are you guys doing some kind of crowdfunding for it as well, too? Or um, Not yet. Um, what we're doing is uh, uh, we've uh, partnered with a uh, an advertising company called Brian Reveals Media. And, uh, you know, through their contacts, we're trying to raise investors and stuff like that. And then if, you know, we're close or you know if we're you know we need to get a little push over the edge then we'll go into crowdfunding or you know like grants and things like that awesome well cool well best of luck uh, with that and we'll uh, do our best to help get it out there for you and so uh, yeah let's go ahead and yeah absolutely let's go ahead and describe uh to the audience what this movie is about sure so it's uh what i call an occult themed revenge horror movie mm-hmm. um so it, what it does is it kind of combines a few different subgenres um into one and uh uh, what it does is it it tells a story a a little bit out of order it kind of jumps around in the timeline uh about a a young couple that moves to a small town to try to kind of start over and begin a new life and while they're there is a, a terrible uh crime happens that involves this husband and wife that have moved there to begin with and uh, when uh, uh, the uh, the husband actually finds the wife's body before the police or anybody else does. So what he does is he just disappears. Him and the body of his wife just kind of vanish. And uh, then what we see is a, a time jump where we go forward a few months. And then we start to see the uh, acts of retribution that the husband takes out on the people that perpetrated the crime against his wife. This movie looks very kind of uh, trippy from the trailers, too. Is it safe to watch uh, on altered substances? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it might, you know, it might enhance, you know, might might make it a a little more a uh, little more groovy. Uh, but uh, you know, definitely, especially for this uh, sequence that we shot, is it's supposed to be this kind of like hallucinogenic kind of descent into hell. Yeah, I love the idea of like kind of a an inquisition, and then and then yeah. uh, not really knowing what's happening. It's it's cool because the trailer makes it very ominous. It has like kind of like late seventies or early eighties vibes. Where Sean, where you're kind of like on the uh, on the pentagram there, it sort of reminds me of uh, kind of gave me like some spellbinder vibes a little bit. Yeah. So were there any kind of uh, influences that you uh, that you gathered for this movie, Craig, or anything that inspired you for it? Oh, totally. Uh, so back when I. Uh, first started to write the feature script was uh, I was really digging on there's a, a spat of like 70s kind of drive-in horror movies um, that were all occult themed you know you had like the devil's reign that had like Ernest Borgnine and a young John right. Travolta and race with the devil uh, wow. that had uh, Warren Oates and Peter Fonda and I really just liked the tone and the vibe of those and I was just trying to think of well, what would that kind of go with? And so, you know, I was just kind of spitballing and I was reading at the time a, a true crime book called Our Boys. And the, mm -hmm. the, the movie's not directly inspired, but it it just kind of like took kind of like the vibe and the situation of a group of high school boys that are kind of the all-American guys that are the favorite of this small town and uh, they uh, uh, rape a disabled girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, it causes shockwaves throughout the community because no one believes that this group of people would do this horrendous crime. So I kind of merged the two things together and then added in some other like little influences and stuff like that, like... Uh, as far as the Inquisition, uh, uh, a big influence was Ken Russell's The Devils. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I haven't seen and, that movie yet, actually. I just watched Altered States not that long ago, um, yeah. um, which kind of like, there's like little segments that kind of, because it was similar to uh, time to when I watched the trailer for it, so it kind of gave me vibes of that, but yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's a, and also that's one more was uh, Kenneth Anger with uh, Lucifer Rising. Which okay. is this, you can check it out on YouTube for people that don't know. But Kenneth Anger was this '60s kind of countercultural filmmaker that would make these very out there, typically short movies. And short, it, you know, maybe like 60 minutes or 45 minutes and stuff like that. And you know, at the time, they would combine things like uh, Anton Lavey from the Church of Satan or like obscure Egyptian you know, numerology and stuff like that. So I, you know, I just kind of took little bits of pieces of all of that and tried to turn it into to something different and unique. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that you pulled those influences from it because I love like those like late 70s, 80s kind of style movies. The atmosphere to them is just fantastic. I remember this, uh, this coworker of mine told me uh, Race with the Devil is one of the scariest movies you will ever see. And yeah. because she goes, it's just relentless. Yeah. And not one of those movies is going to have a happy ending either. And I was like, she was right. Great movie. Actually, I just got that one on VHS not that long ago. But uh, yeah. that's a... Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Because again, and, and same thing with like the, the, the Devil's Reign is is that, you know, they're, they're very, you know, clearly, right? It's very pulpy material and stuff like that. But if you actually pay attention, 
they're very well executed. They're yeah. very well shot. They're very well staged. The action scenes are all very good. You can, you know, very clearly, dis, you know, decipher exactly what's going on. And the, the stories are very quick as they progress. Like they just start and then they keep going. And, uh, you know, so they're, they're very kind of underrated in that regard in that they're good movies, you know. And I, I really liked that aspect of, you know, kind of, trying to bring something extra to what is essentially like a, a 70s drive-in movie. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I love nerding out about movies like this. All right, so, <laughs> okay. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and bring everybody in and let's talk about how y'all got connected to the project. As far as uh, Sean and, and Terrence, uh, I reached out with a casting call. You know, I, 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 I flung it out everywhere I could, you know, to try to pull in people and, and they were the two best. Uh, by far that I came across as far as, uh, you know, bringing something uh, that I thought would be really interesting to their perspective roles. So they can go into a little bit more of that. But that was, you know, I just like, like, is, you know, put out flyers, put out, uh, you know, uh, web ads and stuff like that, you know, Facebook groups, like everything. And, uh, you know, sorted through a lot of of, uh, different auditions, uh, you know, remotely and stuff. And would send people, you know, pages like, hey, you know, please read this and stuff. And, uh, you know, they just came back as the, the, the best ones. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, so guys, what did you, uh, where did you get the acting bug from and uh, what drew you to this project? Well, I've been in the industry for about three and a half years now. I started working behind the scenes. Actually, the very first film I ever helped with was an indie project, which was a horror film. So I've been in a horror, lots of horror films. And wanted to do more speaking roles. So this was an opportunity for a main speaking role. And so I went for it, put the best foot forward, and it worked out for me. Oh, awesome. Great. Is there any kind of movies that uh, influenced you as an actor growing up as well? Or Well, believe it or not, I didn't watch a lot of horror films growing up. It was more recently since I started getting into the films and working on horror films that made me more watching them. Basically, the stuff that I worked on and other projects to help give us ideas to work on these, whether it was crew or acting. So, Okay, right on. Awesome. I've been on the scene for a long time. I've been doing a lot of gangster movies, a lot of gangster roles. So I just wanted to do something different. So when I seen the, um, I just got finished with the voiceover, um, and I'm like, deal. It was uh, the metaverse, and I played like a villain. So I had to change my voice like a villain. So I just came off that, and I seen the audition that Craig put out. So I'm like, okay, let me see if I can handle it. So, you yeah. know, crazy, handle it, and here I am. I like watching a lot of horror movies, like. Like Freddy Krueger, The Exorcist, uh, Constantine, like a lot of crazy movies, man. So I was ready to do something different. Like I said, like, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, Constantine's a cool one. Uh, actually, I dig the Keanu Reeves. I know there's, there's, cause I've, I've read uh, several of the comics. There's differences with the comics, but it's a cool movie. Uh, and I, I think they've been talking about doing a sequel to that. So are you this guy behind me right here? Are you the ominous, uh, Black Wizard. <laughs> uh, uh, he is indeed. 
That's great. Yeah. And you do have a fantastic voice. I was hearing it in the in the trailer there. Um, so uh so question for Craig. Uh was the greatest trick the devil ever pulled to convince the world that he didn't exist? <laughs> uh no, I I, w- I wouldn't say that, but that's a, a great line, and I'm a big fan <laughs> of the usual suspects. So, <laughs> so have have, it, have any of you guys had any kind of experience in the occult or any kind of freaky things that have happened to you that are occult-based? Yeah. Me, no. No, no. It, 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 you know, like, uh, it, as far as that kind of stuff, um, you know, I, I think it's it's really important, like, whatever material you're, you're doing to, like, know it thoroughly and to mean it, but to mean it kind of like on a, like a Shakespearean level. So it's like if you're gonna do a comic book movie, you should know it inside and out and have researched it and really put your heart into it. But do you need to believe in Superman? I don't think so. You know, it is I, I think that you just need to have a connection with the material. And uh so, you know, I don't have any kind of like background or anything or like that. I just kind of find it fascinating from a story story storytelling angle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's kind. Of, I, I remember hearing stories about like Friedkin, and yeah. uh, and the author of The Exorcist, and how they were kind of kind of split on what they believed in. Yeah, you know, and and you know, like um, which which made for a great dynamic because the whole oh, yeah. thing is because The Exorcist is all about like religion, kind of uh, battling with science. Yeah, and yeah. trying to and trying to figure out like which which one, um, but they kind of they kind of both work together really well in that movie, and it's great to have two different perspectives. And and uh, John Carpenter also famously talks about how he doesn't believe in the supernatural, but he finds it very uh, fascinating. Well, yeah. same thing, same thing, famously with H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, oh like that's like 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 yeah. he he was completely. I I don't know if you would say atheist, but at least agnostic as far as pretty much everything. He's like, but. He had this sense of wonder about the universe and, you know, he was just kind of like, okay, so what happened if something terrible like this did exist? You know, just, just you know, being creative and letting your mind wander. So it's not unusual at all. And, and you know, I totally agree about The Exorcist. That was one of the great things is that uh, the guy that wrote it, William Peter Blatty, was a, a dyed-in-the-wool Catholic. I mean, like, grew up, you know, like, singing in the choir and, and stuff like that, and was very open about it, right? And then, uh, say, you know, Friedkin came from a, a documentary background, and then he had just done The French Connection, which was this very gritty urban crime thriller. And he just brought that same aesthetic over to, like, this kind of, like, quasi-religious movie, uh, which was brilliant. You know, and and no one's been even able to get within a millimeter close of it since, you know, including the abomination that came out, uh, you know, last year. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see that one at the theater. Yes, I I didn't either. Like the trailer was enough to be like, nah, I'm out. I saw it on Peacock and I was like, oh, man, this. Well, I'm just glad that uh, that Friedkin didn't see it before he passed. He tell he tells stories about. Exorcist too. He told this great story. He Friedkin gives the best interviews. Um, oh yeah. yeah. He just goes off. He just goes nuts. Well, uh, there he was, was a straight <laughs> shooter for sure. <laughs> oh, you know? he was. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one that he told about the Exorcist 2 because somebody asked him, Have you ever watched Exorcist 2? And he's like, No, but I heard this story about uh, these executives from Warner Brothers that went into the theater and uh, they went and sat in the back of the theater on a screening of it. 
and the audiences were getting pissed off when they were watching the movie and they were like who made this this piece of shit and then like one of the audience members said uh some of the producers are in the back right there and the producers ran out and the <laughs> They ran out of the theater, like in the movie uh, Strange Brew, when Bob and Doug McKenzie <laughs> run out from the angry crowd. It was hilarious. And apparently they parked their car somewhere else, so they had to run a long ways to get to their car. But yeah, his his interviews are hilarious. Yeah, um, that's great. <laughs> let's see. So what were uh, what were some of the, like the main challenges that you faced when you were making this movie? Um, you know, pretty much the same for for any shoot. Like the the you know we were lucky because we had a. a combination of a great cast and crew so everybody you know came up and showed up and we banged it out on time you know it's like we actually started on time and ended on time uh which is uh very very difficult to do and that's just a testament of everybody you know pulling together and you know doing a good job uh but you know there's always like little stupid things that happen you know it is like uh we had one scene that involved a campfire and we had this whole setup and a series of shots set up around a campfire. And we had brought like a like an artificial, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, it, it's like a, 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 a propane line where, you know, it'll like show flames and you can just like stack the logs on top of it. So it looks like fire didn't work and spent like an hour trying to get that to work. And it's like, all right, we'll scrap that. Now we're going to just build a campfire. Well, it had rained recently and it was cold and damp out. So it took like another hour. So something that should have taken like five, 10 minutes is now like a two hour odyssey of, are we even able going to get a campfire going, you know, out in the woods in the middle of the night. So little stuff like that always pops up, but you just kind of roll with the punches. So overall, uh, it went very well. It went very smooth and everybody did a great job. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just had to, to plan it within an inch of its life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so cool. Well, this was great. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, just like where everybody can find, um, for, for, uh, Sean, Terrence and Craig, where everybody can find your work and find out more about the movie. Well, you can find my work all over Tubi, Tubi TV. Um, text me when you get home or lifetime. Um, we got a couple of things out on YouTube. You just go um, click my name, Terrence Banks. You can pull up on YouTube. And um, let me see, a couple movies I have on um, Tubi, Stepdad, uh, Love and Drugs Part 3, Poison Candy, Good Fetish Part 2, and 1, uh, A Sir Child's Christmas, um, all on Tubi TV, man. Two good movies. Oh, awesome. You've been busy. Very cool, man. Yeah. Okay, Sean, do you want to uh, jump in? Yeah. So I need to set up my IMDb because I don't have a paid one yet. So all my credits that were given to me are kind of mismatched all over the place. So I'm working on that this year. But I've been on a a lot of independent projects. I've done a lot of uh, background work and stuff you'll even see me in in a couple scenes. From uh, Lawman Bass Reeves to The Chosen, I worked crew on a couple of those projects as well. And uh, you'll see me on YouTube, as well as some other commercials and social media commercials. Some speaking, some background, some what's just credited as back as a behind-the-scenes crew. So Ooh, currently, awesome, currently, I'm working on 
hopefully like five projects coming up in the next two months. All of which are supposed to be paid. Two to three of which are supposed to be speaking. So, and one's supposed to be like one's crew work on a TV show. Fantastic. Cool. Well, look forward to more of your stuff as well. Okay. Thank you. And you, Craig? Uh, Yeah. So we have, uh, we're pretty much everywhere online. So there's a, just uh, beware the devil's wrath. You know, that the name of the, the project, there's a website, you, just that, you know, www.bewarethedevilswrath.com. And then it's got links. We've got Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, same thing. It's a pretty, you know, unique title. So if you just, you know, type that in, you'll find it. We've got a IMDB page up and running, um, a YouTube channel, uh, you know, the works and any of it will kind of link to the other stuff. So if you find one, you'll be able to find any of them. So, uh, but the, as far as the main hub would be the website, which has links to everything. Um, and also the trailer up there and stuff like that and some concept art. And we've got a, uh, a poster from an, an amazing uh, UK artist named Ryan Hancock coming out at the end of this month. Uh, we're uh, currently entered in uh, some film festivals. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, we've already won some awards for the script, for the feature script. And, you know, now that the, the short is is completed, we're entering in some festivals and we're currently working on uh, like a public theater screening for people to be able to go to before it shows up online. Okay, great. Well, fantastic. Yeah, well, it's a fantastic idea for a movie. It looks great. Um, and I love I love the fact, uh, Craig, that you did like it, like that 70s kind of, like late 70s kind of early 80s style, a thriller to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just uh, I love that well, kind you. of atmosphere, that ominous vibe. I mean, it yeah. actually makes me want to watch Race with the Devil again. Maybe I'll watch that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's always <laughs> a good time today. to watch that because that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a fantastic movie. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I absolutely like uh happily admit that that was a, an influence uh not that it's like story-wise the same but it just as far as like vibe it's yeah. like yeah it's like that that is very much like where we're coming from and then we try to add you know kind of our our own twist to it uh but you know it's is we're very excited you know that the work that these guys did for the short is fantastic you know we're working really hard behind the scenes to be able to get the feature rolling so that we can do even more and, and stuff. Cause there's a lot of stuff in the script that, that, you know, is really going to blow people's minds, you know, even outside of the, the short that we shot. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And we'll post uh, updates on Instagram um, on the, on the progress for it as well, too. Awesome. Uh, Thank you. Cool. Um, and if you're like a fan of any of those kind of movies or interested in any of those kind of movies that we were talking about, uh, you'll get some you'll get some Easter eggs uh, on okay. top of just like a regular cool horror movie. It looks like so, so yeah. And and thank God that uh, uh, those creatures that uh, Lovecraft wrote about do not exist in real life. Because well, imagine that shit on a cosmic know. scale. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cool.